Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Lockdown, 5 p.m. Lockdown beers. Uh, yes, uh, We'll keep on doing these during the weekend as well, because I think you know what it's good to uh, have a, a break and uh, have a catch up towards the end of each day, especially lockdown where you can be alone all day. But I'm not alone because I've got my camera, <laughs> but I am alone on this. If you want to join me on screen, the link is in the tweets. So you can come and have a chat with me uh, about rugby and other things, I guess. I uh, hope you're having a good time in lockdown. You can see there's my few beers I've, I've gathered over the... Um, over the shows we've done so far, just oh, just under a minute until we can crack open the beer. For me, um, I'm hitting uh, the mower. I've um, got a whoops, wrong way around there. There we go. Got a session pale ale there for on the on the old mower one. Do like the colour of their cans. Uh, amazingly enough, cheaper than lime red, uh, but it's still but a decent drop. So um, looking forward to cracking that open in about 35 seconds, uh, which I will do. Um, hope you are staying safe. Please follow the rules. Let's get out of this lockdown as quickly as possible. Uh, and some of the topics we'll be having a chat about today. I think we had announced a, uh, the, who's going to be the All Blacks captain for the Rugby Championship. We've also had a new sponsor announced for uh, the All Blacks. Uh, the schedule for the Rugby Championship has also been released along with referees. I can't remember whether we've, we've talked about that before or not, but we might um, uh, touch on uh, that one. Uh, that bit as well. And then anything else, any other rugby topics you've got, do drop me a me message in the live chat. There it is, five o'clock, folks. There we are. Got the beer open and going for the driving more poor, which I know you guys all think is horrible. But yeah, leave the gas in the glass. There you go. That'll calm down. Don't you worry about it. Very European uh, pour there um, for that one. Um, so yes, I say three. Uh, those those kind of um, uh, where the the topics are. Oh, oh, and also a couple of Wallabies are going to be missing out on the uh, Bledisloe Cup three um, as well. So um, a couple of players who are missing out will be Hunter Paisami and uh, Lucan Salakai Lotto, um, both because their partners are having uh, children soon, so they're heading off. So, so they won't be part of uh, staying in Perth for that. So those two will miss that game. Uh, but um, uh, Sami Samu Karevi is back into that squad. So there we go. 
Um, looks like so, what five uh, internationals between the All Blacks and the uh, Wallabies having children at this time of year. Um, yeah, what was happening nine months ago? Um, so there we go. Um, obviously, they were they were getting back from um, the rugby championship games, folks. That's what was happening five um, then, uh, and uh, so hence, um, yes, obviously, happy reunions. Um, there for those um, for those ones. Uh, looking at the um, so looking forward to having that. Also, as I say, we had the All Blacks uh, announced because they're actually missing uh, um, Sam Kane through injury, who is the All Blacks captain, uh, Sam Whitelock uh, and um, Aaron Smith, who both captained the All Blacks recently. Also, they're missing Richard Marr as well. Um, they've announced that Ardi Surveyor will be the captain for the All Blacks across the uh, rugby championship part of the tour. So it looks like all five games, unless Sam Whitelock or, or, or someone like that comes back into the side so uh, I think it gives us an idea that it's not just going to be one game that those three players might be missing. It might be a bit longer um, than that um, for the uh, um, for the rugby championship, uh, maybe. So um, that's an indication that to say, yeah, that it might be longer that we're missing those players. I think a lot of us expected them to be pretty much back straight away for those Argentinian games. Maybe not, um, folks, on that one. Um, so congratulations to Ali Surveyor. He was one of the players that we kind of mentioned. Other players that were brought, that were, that were brought up. I mean, Cody Taylor seemed to be the big favourite. Um, uh, Scott Barrett obviously had also uh, captained uh, the Crusaders. Uh, so he was, um, so I, I mentioned him. Um, Brady Italic is one, one of the vice co-vice captains. He was mentioned by Cornflake. Um, somebody that wasn't really mentioned, though, was Bowden Barrett, who is going to be the second vice captain or the co-vice captain um, with um, Brady Italic. Interesting one there is he's not an automatic selection for the starting 15 when Rich Moranga's around. So um, I say interesting selection there with that one. Obviously, he is one of the more senior members of that back line. Uh, we've talked about this before, how inexperienced that back line is with players like um, or inexperienced at international level. Um, David Havili not played much there. Quince Pyre, clearly not. Um, uh, even players like Rico Iwani, Antelan Brown are relative newcomers to the um, to the All Blacks in your back three. Um, you then got Jordy Barrett again, not that experienced. Uh, Sever Reese, uh, okay, he's got a couple of years now. I think probably about uh, actually slightly less than um, than Jordy because uh, uh, in, in that one, uh, George Bridge relatively new. Then McKenzie, one of the longer term. Uh, one of the long ones, I guess, actually getting uh, getting there now, um, and I've gone blank as to who the fifth player is. Oh, well, Jordan, who again is is a brand new all back black as well. So, um, yeah, not uh, that surprising that Bernie Barrett is the senior um, back line player in in the uh, in the All Blacks at the moment. Uh, also, as he's the only um, first, as he's the only fly half in the or first five eight in the side as well. He is going to obviously be playing. Um, we, one of the topics we talked about, um, I think it was uh, on one of the shows anyway, was uh, looking at um, the uh, was looking at who or having a quick chat about who were the backup ones, the backup first five eights in the squad. Two of Dave McKenzie in there, Jordy Barrett, David Avilis played there, T.J. Perinara's played there as part of uh, in the World Cup. So there's plenty of cover in the squad, if not first choice players. Anyway, for those of you listening to the podcast part of this, beer time. Being on my own, you see, it's harder to uh, find a gap to drink in. Um, but there you go. Um, 
so yeah, so that's uh, so congratulations to there. Not not uh, yeah, good selection for me uh, as a captain um, from that uh, from from that one. So well done to him. Uh, final topic. Let's say if you've got anything else, you can whack them in the live chat, or there's a link in the tweet if you want to join me here on screen and ask me any questions or have a chat about anything about rugby. The last one is the Altrad sponsorship for the All Blacks six years uh, signing up. I think it was that um, the uh, All Blacks um, announced the same length of time um, as the uh, Ineos um, sponsorships at Ineos on the back of the shorts uh, and um, Altrad on the front of the jerseys. Now, there was a whole bunch of people who um, kind of... Uh, suggesting that weren't happy about the Ineos sponsorship um and I get that but I think look they want to be associated with um success and uh, and, and get that now I can understand where that's kind of pretty standard um fair for uh sponsorship the Altrad one um a little bit uh I think it's got some more question marks over it look I did a video about this back in April um looking at the possibility of Altrad being sponsors that's as a support of special uh, I put a link in that yesterday, put it out on Twitter and also on Facebook. So uh, you can have you can go and have a listen um, or watch of that. Um, but essentially, you've got someone who has sponsored um, France now, uh, or is currently sponsoring France. Now we've seen it O2 before the phone company um, sponsoring um, both Ireland and England at the same time. Uh, so look, it's not the first time uh, that uh, someone has sponsored more than one team. Those two, that company though, um, let's be honest. Is the uh, uh, are listed companies and and whereas Altrad is 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 around one person, so it's not so much the company; it's the person that's in, in some ways that's sponsoring it. And um, this is a quick uh, question there from Desi one hundred and six through on the this: um, Are the captain and vice captains only for the Australia Test or the rest of the rugby championship? Uh, I think they are for the rest of the rugby championship. Uh, it's been announced as the Australia leg of the tour. So those five games, obviously the Bledisloe Cup three first against the Wallabies, followed by two games against Argentina, followed by the two games against the uh, Springboks. So my understanding is that it's for the whole five, um, unless uh, Sam Whitelock probably uh, joins um, partway through that. But I think, uh, but even then he might be might be given, uh, might be have have the. Uh, not be given the captain's duties so that he has time to reintegrate uh, with the team, etc. Um, so this looks like that is for the period of the rest of the rugby championship um, on that one. That's how it reads from the press release that uh, the All Blacks put out. Um, so with the Altrad one, it's a little bit more than that. I mean, look, you've got someone here who uh, got arrested by French police, um, along with uh, Bernard Laporte and a few other uh, French rugby people. Um, about uh, potential corruption in the uh, French uh, around and in, in French rugby. Altrad owns the uh, owns um, oh which one is it uh, Montpellier um, Rugby Club. Uh, they got fined. I went through a disciplinary thing. Got fined for uh, anti um, uh, LNR, uh, what, which basically anti rugby the the, the union. Uh, messages in on in, in their stands. Initially, that was supposed to be $70,000 and to play a game behind closed doors. Laporte had a phone call with one of the uh, uh, members of that group and uh, pointed out that um, uh, to give him a, 
a political light on the tensions of uh, world rugby, apparently, uh, but to be, sorry, in, in rugby, pointing out that Ultra was a big sponsor of French rugby and suddenly um, the uh, commission apparently modified the uh, punishment to a fine of $20,000 and a deferred match behind closed doors. So as you can see there, um, there's definitely a, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, but uh, it's certainly not a good look, um, let's be honest, even if everything was above board. As I say, Alshrad and Laporte and a few others um, were all held overnight by police. That's a billionaire getting held overnight in police cells. Wow, that's, uh, that's no small police thing. Imagine the lawyers that were involved in that. Um, uh, so look, it's uh, but he, he was held without charge, wasn't charged. But there, look, it doesn't look good, does it? Um, he uh, also, I'd say, also has been backing the uh, France 2023 Rugby World Cup um, bid, which uh, again, uh, there were definitely question marks raised by South Africa about the behaviour of the French bid on that one. Bernard Laporte, also vice president of World Rugby. So you've got to say, look, this is not, there's um, uh, at least questions uh, around the, um, around what is the purpose of this funding? Is this funding purely to give Altrad Industries a, a, a good name or is this funding um, to perhaps try and uh, buy some political votes at World Rugby level? Who knows? Obviously, what uh, New Zealand Rugby would say that that is not a possibility and that they would be able to approach on this sort of thing. But um, uh, look, it doesn't uh, look good. Al um, clearly, uh, Altrad's relationship with Laporte is uh, is pretty close. Uh, as I say, uh, um, backing that bid uh, for France and rugby, sponsoring the French national team, uh, etc. So, um, yeah, it, it really looks like a bad one to me on this. Um, the Ineos one. Sure, we can all talk about how uh, it just shows that uh, it had the hypocrisy around that about doing a, a recycled jersey and then and then accepting um, sponsorship from a uh, plastic, uh, a, a single-use plastic producer. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of normal normal fare in sponsorship levels, and I don't think will damage the brand. This one, eesh, this one to me has the possibility of being uh, a bit uh, a bit dangerous, and um, I hope that. Uh, using rugby have done their proper due diligence on this one and have worded this contract very well so that there's definitely a, 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 a degree of separation between Alfred's views uh, of what he wants to do uh, at world rugby level and uh, New Zealand rugby because uh, wouldn't want some suspicions of voting to be votes are being bought or something like that would look really bad. So um, or would be would be really bad. Let's be honest. Um, so look, that's um, so interesting uh, acceptance there. I mean, the, the money in this is just nuts. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, it's uh, what's it now? The the jersey sponsor or the, or the kit sponsorship is apparently over fifty million a uh, a year, which is apparently the highest rugby um, uh, sponsorship. Now that's a combination of uh, the Ineos plus the um, uh, uh, plus the Adidas plus the um, Altrad piece there. So there's a whole bunch of pieces in there that add up to that number um, but either way it is a, a lot of money um, and this will be clearly one of the biggest parts with that um, with that name being on the, the front of the jersey so um, some of the things they're looking at, uh, at, at doing um, the uh, Altrad says that rugby upholds the values that I've always defended in my life and New Zealand is the embodiment of those values on and off the pitch um, and uh, looking basically uh, at um, how they can use rugby to connect and inspire communities 
um, around the world. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what um, this actually means. Uh, will they? Are we looking at the All Blacks going to to new places um, again? more of those tests, uh, maybe not at home or in traditional places. Uh, are we going to see them running rugby clinics in various places as well? Um, so uh, interesting to see what this actually means on that side of things. And uh, joining me for a beer and a chat is uh, John. How are you doing, sir? Good day, mate. And the, um, how, how, you do, how, how are you keeping in lockdown? I'm amazed that I could spend the whole day doing absolutely nothing <laughs> and then still reach 5.15 and feel tired. Oh, gosh, today has disappeared very, very quickly. Um, I suddenly looked up and it was like, whoa, it's 20 past four. I better get ready for this, uh, for my five o'clock beer, beer chat because uh, <laughs> I could very easily have sailed straight by five o'clock and, uh, and, and, and missed it today. It has been one of those days, definitely. I'm not, I'll be honest, I've not been very productive in lockdown at all. Um, mm -hmm. so, so that's uh, so that's not really a big surprise that uh, I haven't been very productive today, <laughs> but there you go. Um, but so uh, you're keeping safe and well, good, thank you. How's your weather up there in the Coromandel? <clears throat> uh, it uh, has turned bad uh today. We've got a bit had it started raining today, but we've had some very nice weather for the rest of the week, which has been good. Um so, any particular rugby topics that you would like to uh, chinwag about today? Mm. I'd like to discuss whether or not we might actually have a an interesting rugby championship. An interesting rugby championship. Okay. Well, I, I guess we should first off um, remind ourselves what the current situation is rugby championship because. It kind of feels like it's not starting until they all end up in Australia together, right? But we've already mm -hmm. had games. So it, yep, it doesn't. I mean, it has started. It doesn't feel like it's really started in my in my yep. view. Um, so, so the, the current table is South Africa at the top there with two wins from two games and uh, nine points. So one try bonus point. Mm -hmm. New Zealand currently in um, second with five mm -hmm. points from one game. Um, Australia with zero points from one game and Argentina with zero points from two games. Um, so, I guess the early signs are that uh, the, uh, the the box and the All Blacks are um, are the dominant teams. That and having their two games as the last two games um, could be setting things up for a decider in those two. Oh, absolutely! I think um, I think it's basically the box and the All Blacks are here. There's some daylight, and then there's some resolution that's going to come of where does Australia sit compared to Argentina. Um, it's uh, it's something that we forget, it's just how extraordinarily well Argentina did last season in getting their first win against the All Blacks. But they did it after, I don't know, how many months of being away from home, being in hard... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Lockdown, where, you know, the players were in their rooms, and that's it for an unbelievable amount of time. And still in that whole, I mean, their experience of the of the championship and the lead-up and everything that they went through was much tougher than Australia and New Zealand um, for the length of time they were away and the length of time that they were in uh, seclusion. And to do what they did is just shows how far they've come as a rugby nation. Um, I was very disappointed with them when they played the uh, the Springboks. I understand that things haven't been easy for them so far as building cohesion, I get that, but they seem to have reverted back to the let's try and keep the score respectable, spoil the game as much as possible, at least they did in those two games. And they moved away from where Sir Graham Henry tried to take them, which is to understand that if you want to be successful in the long term, you need to have more than just trying to keep the score respectable. But, hey, let's see what happens as they play going forward. Yeah, I, I think they had a better a better um, preparation last year than this year because they arrived in Australia and had like a month ahead of the... I mean, they, obviously, they, they were um, away from their families and in lockdown a lot, but they were in one place in Australia where they got to train together and had a couple of warm-up games that were behind closed doors or at least not televised um, against sort of club sides uh, before hitting that. This time mm-hmm. around, they've travelled to Romania, um, where they beat Romania in, in not the most convincing fashion. Then had to go to Wales, play two games there. They drew one and uh, and won one against a Welsh team without the without the British and Irish Lions, and then travelled down to South Africa. So um, it's not like they've been in one place where they can sit down and concentrate on training. As you say, travelling around, looking like three or four sets of quarantine. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's 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 not been it's been a very disruptive um, journey for them. And yeah, they've probably had the hardest journey into this rugby championship of all four teams, um, in all honesty, with New Zealand probably having the easiest one because they're not actually going into a lockdown or a bubble until now. Uh, yeah. Up until now, they've been able to be, they, they, they've not been in a bubble. So, um, whereas Australia have been in, uh, have been bubbled for quite a while now, as have South Africa. Look, the, I, I think that South Africa might have had the toughest preparation so far as playing opponents is concerned, playing the Lions. Mm-hmm. But they certainly have had the most disrupted preparation. When you have 28 of your squad in COVID protocol up until eight days, nine days before the first test, um, uh, massive disruptions that they had prior to those those tests. So the situation in South Africa um, has been incredibly demanding. For them, as so, from that perspective, they might have had the chance of playing against very good opposition, but the disruption that they've been through has been quite severe. Um, but hey, well, I would say Argentina's had to do Romania, Wales, and South Africa, so I think their disruption has been even bigger than than than, than South Africa. So I'd say 
Argentina's had it hardest, then South Africa, then Australia, then New Zealand. Is my this is kind of how I'd rate so, it. So let me ask you an interesting question. <clears throat> if we were to select a pack for a team to play the Martians, and we were only <laughs> to select them from New Zealand and Australia, who are we gonna I've been thinking about this? Because this is the first time in years, years and years and years, where um New Zealand seem to have a realistic challenger. You know, we can have these World Cup years where people do well and, you know, England rise, England falls, somebody rises, somebody falls. But it's probably only since 09, really, um, which is that year that the, the Springbok 07 World Cup winning squad beat the, the, the Lions, funny enough, 12 years ago, same sort of scenario and then beat uh, New Zealand three matches in a row, two in South Africa and one in New Zealand. That's the last time really I think New Zealand had a realistic challenger when it comes to um, multiple matches, not just like a once-off win. You know, every now and again, Australia burglar win and think they've got a remote chance in the next decade of winning the the Bledisloe, something like that. So. We've, we've actually got a potential challenge to their supremacy, which is what really rugby needs. It's great to have New Zealand setting the standard and uh, playing a brand of rugby that challenges everybody to play a more aesthetically pleasing, a more running, a more skills-based brand of rugby. But it's not good that there's a huge gap. You know, you want somebody up here challenging it. So I was thinking about this today, starting with the forward pack. This is this is my first thought. And if you take all eight in the forward pack, there's only three where you would say, if everybody's fit, of course, right? Everybody's fit, everybody's available. First choices of that there's only three three places that are there's no discussion. So Retallic, no brainer. Yep. Peter Steph de Toy. Yep. At blindside flank. Are you, are you saying ac across ac across the world or, or just between no, across the two teams? Two teams, okay. yeah. two teams yeah. are against each other. Rotalic, mm -hmm. Peter Steph de Toy, yep. and Dwayne Vermeulen. All fit. All all playing. All firing. Yep. And and then it gets interesting after that. You go start well, think, and then it starts becoming well, like I think what we're trying to say, but I, I think what, what one of the problems we're going to see is is that yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not sure you'll ever see that um, that back row playing together for South Africa ever again. Unfortunately, I think, uh, um, I think Dwayne Vermeulen is definitely is, is obviously clearly at the twilight of his career. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if we'll see him back this series or not. And if he does, how well is he going to come back from injury, uh, having having uh, as, as, as an older player? So we we'll have to. And that, your Lions wing. Albeit that he was born in South Africa, your Lions wing that tip tackled Peter Steph de Toy, which means we're not going to see him in the the rest of the year, because he had to have a shoulder operation. Yep. Because he got he got O'Driscoll, or maybe we're, we should we're, we're, we're not, got, we're not got, going back to that. He got Tana. He got Tana Umagut. We're maybe not going back to that one again. But anyway, yeah. um, so, so so but the, so the I, point I, 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 I'm I, just I, saying across if you. It's the first time that you go. Oh, it's not. 
it's not blatantly obvious that you'd pick all blacks across the board, yep. right? Because if you go Whitelock or it or Etzebeth, well, mm -hmm. 127 tests. Well, this one's got 80, 88 or 89 tests, yep. right? Um, super experienced, a little bit younger, maybe a little bit more dynamic, you know? Um, it's not... It's not completely and utterly clear. Yep. Right. Agreed. If you go, um, people will argue with me, but if you go Sam Kane versus Colisi, you've got outstanding all round flank, great on the ground. Maybe not so good all round, but maybe a better ball carrier. Um, but both good leaders, but Colisi is otherworldly when it comes to inspiring his troops, right? Um, and maybe a little less injury prone with all the bangs to the head, right? So it's not it's not straight up. And do you go Cody Taylor or Malcolm Marx, who seems to be coming back into his best form? Well, is, it, right? is, 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 is Malcolm Marx even the best um, the, the best South African hooker? Hook Good question. I would have I would have put Bongi and Bonambi in there ahead of Marx. But for the fact that um, in this last test, there were some botched lineouts on attack. But that just may be a technical thing, because certainly in the first test, Mbonambi in the first test against the Lions, um, and in the second test against the Lions, he really was outstanding, right? Um, and he was the starting hooker. Mm -hmm. uh, and then props-wise, you know, um, but I think well, again, you're, you're I mean, again, a very interesting points. Props-wise, again, props -wise, again, if you look at South Africa, they've uh, they, they changed around who was starting during that. Uh, um, so, so again, which one of those is the most best? You look at um, the the All Blacks props, and again, um, we've had players. I mean, big Carlos come in and come out. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and you're not. Yeah, it's there isn't the. It's not a Frank's, Coles, Moody. Mm -hmm. From row where you know who the three are going to be selected are. Mm. It is a. It, it, it's again. It's there are multiple players who could, and on mm. their day they nail it. But none of mm. them are consistently the man. Um, you which, see um, what you yeah. what you're saying here is so interesting because I think, I think we're South Africa. Strangely enough, may have an edge over New Zealand, in this 2021 iteration is that their bench may be more dynamic. And that really has not been the case since maybe the late 90s, really. Maybe when Oli LaRue was coming off the bench or something like that, way back 20 years ago. Um, because South Africa can bring one of... South Africa's got five locks, if you can't Peter Steph to toy as a lock, who would all make the all-black squad. They might not start ahead of Retallick and Whitelock, but they would all mm. walk into the, you know, Franco Mostert, Peter Steff de Toy, even Etzebeth, Lourdes de Jaga, and all five of them would make the All Black squad. So there's this depth there, right? Um, all of the props, that's all four props would make the all black team. 
But look, what's really interesting to me is that there seems to be the potential here for actually, and they're playing on neutral grounds as well, mm -hmm. to great leveler. So we might actually, and it's not so clear cut in the back line either, which is really when normally New Zealand is miles ahead of South Africa, you know? Um, I think South Africa is, is, excuse me, pleased to see that Aaron Smith and um, Whitelock, and who's the third one that's staying at home? Oh, we've got to wait. And, so, so, so Smith, White, um, Aaron Smith, Sam Whitelock, and Richard Mwanga are staying at home initially. Quite yeah. when they will join the tour is unknown. So they, Which they is may why have they haven't made Bowden Barrett captain clearly because. They still see Richie Moanga as their first choice, so they don't want to make him captain in case Moanga comes back before Whitelock comes back. Um, and then, to, to, to me, to me, no. I think to, to me, the the reason that he's uh, the All Blacks. Uh, when is the last time the All Blacks have had a back as captain? It is a long time ago now. Uh, they, you you always want a forward as captain because he's closer to the referee uh, and can talk okay. to him more. Uh, so okay. I think that's why. But I mean, Bowden Barrett is a vice captain, right? Okay. Um, so, well, so, I can tell you this: the box are glad to not see Aaron Smith, and they're glad to not see a white lock, yes. for sure. But they're very disappointed that Mang has stayed at home, because the Springboks rate Bowden Barrett as as a far greater threat at ten than the than Moanga. Right? They've also, they've also not faced Moanga for a couple of years. Oh uh, no, they faced Moanga in the World Cup. Yeah, as well. That's and that's faced, years ago now. Yeah, so, and they faced Mwanga at uh, super rugby level. And Mwanga is, is a very good player. I'm not saying run down. But Mwanga plays almost exclusively. He plays behind a winning pack. He's got well, very okay. little. We, we, we've not seen him against a, against a non-winning pack, but it would, it's interesting to see how he's developed. I can give you a game. Developed that game. I can give you a game where he played around a non-winning pack. Oh, 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 no, no, no. We've not seen him in the last... 18 months against yeah. that, right? So the I, how, how has he developed his game in that time? We don't know. In that time. So I think the Springboks are far more wary of Bowden Barrett at 10 yep. than they are of Moanga. So if you were to place, I mean, if I was to choose that back line between the two teams, Aaron Smith, as good as Fuftaklak is, as entertaining as Fuftaklak can be, Aaron Smith is just superb. I would pick Bowden Barrett above all three, but I tend to, in the kind of cauldron that that test is going to be, I would tend to go with Pollard over Moanga. If you want to put a team to the sword, sure. If you've got complete domination over a team with your forward pack, sure. But in the kind of tight, close thing that it's going to be, the calm that Pollard has, I think is invaluable. I love David Harvili as low as his tests are. I think he's just an absolutely superb ball player. Um is possibly the best number thirteen in the world at the moment. Well, look, um, let's, let's, let's be blunt. The, the the South African centre combination is much more settled, and they know who they are, and they get to play with each other. They, and they actually yeah. have their combination. Okay. The the issue for the All Blacks is they don't know. They don't who know their centre combination is, and yeah. they just. Whatever combination you put in there, they've had very few games together. Yeah. Um, so I would, yeah. I would pick for the first time in a, a gen. I don't know. 
I cannot remember when I would ever say you'd pick both South African wings, right? Um, for all the fact that George Bridge has scored nine tries and eight tests or whatever it may be, he scored nine tries and eight tests outside of his um, all-black backline. And uh, Mapimpi has scored 16 or 17 tries and 19 tests outside the Springbok backline with their game plan, right? So um, Mapimpi is just otherworldly. And then, you know, I would pick, if I could pick Barrett again, I'd pick him again, but I, I do <laughs> Um, I mean, this is this problem. Again, one of the one of the problems New Zealand's got is who is their best fullback? Because wings and I'm. We're talking three or four out of the seven backline players being South Africans. This is unheard of. This just hasn't happened in the last 30, 40 years that you would say so many South African players in a combined team would be challenging for positions. And this is why I'm thinking. And plus, very good coaching staff, very successful coaching staff all, all around the world, the whole coaching setup that the Springboks have. Um, this is why I think we might actually have a very real tussle and challenge for supremacy. Um, you know, sort I guess, of and, going back as well. I guess two, two, two things here is that, uh, so obviously the All Blacks missing um, players through injury, which is what they're doing. I can't hear you, mate. Oh, well, you need to turn your volume up then. Um, the, I mean, the, the the All Blacks will be missing a couple of players in um, Sam Whitelock, uh, poten potentially players in Whitelock thing, and uh, whereas the Springboks will be missing Razzie, uh, whilst he, he hasn't travelled with the squad. So it's going to be it's yeah it's going to be an interesting and, and, and fantastic tussle, as you say. We will talk more on that as we get closer to those games, um, but I'm going to wrap it up now because uh, we're coming to the, uh, the 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 half hour. Mark, uh, thank you very much for joining me, John. Don't forget, I'll be back here at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Um, we'll also be back on Tuesday with the full Driving Moors show um, as well. We'll bring you post-match reaction to all of the games uh, of the Rugby Championship. Um, so uh, thanks for joining me uh, and um, catch me tomorrow. And uh, yeah, have a uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.